Welcome to the Christ-Centered Journey Devotional, a ministry of christ Center Community Church in Clifton, Illinois. I'm your host, Pastor Dan Shipton, and here's today's devotional. Good morning. Welcome to today's Christ-Centered Journey. We are continuing our study in the book of John, and today we are in chapter 12, and we are down in verse 20. Uh, we went through the triumphant entry, and we are, we've also talked about the many people who are seeing his signs and how the Pharisees were wanting to kill him and kill Lazarus as well. Um, we talked all about those things, and now we are heading in to Jesus changing his direction. And it's kind of a surprise to the people because it's not where they would like him to go, and it's not what they're expecting. As God often does, he takes us a road sometimes that we don't expect. And so we're reading down in verse 20 through verse 36 today, and it says, Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request, and they said, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Now remember, Philip and Andrew are brothers. And Philip, in turn, told, his, told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it. And while the man who hates his life will keep it for eternity. Whoever serves me must follow me that where I am, my servants will be also. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify me. Then a voice from heaven came, I have glorified you, and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it, and they said it had thundered, and others who were there said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now it is the time for judgment upon the world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. The crowd spoke. We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You're going to have the light for just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. Put your faith in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of the light. And while he had finished, when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. In this passage, we really see Jesus is getting serious with the people. And it happens at a critical moment. Jesus had told everyone at the beginning of his ministry, if we read in the book of Luke, as he's, as he's proclaiming his ministry to his hometown, he had come for those of Israel. Um, he had told his disciples to go out when they, he sent them out to preach and teach. 
They were told to go preach to the people of Israel. Um, they weren't to go to the Gentiles yet. Um, we know that a couple of Gentiles, you know, there was a Roman soldier. There's a woman who comes to Jesus. There's a few others who seek him out. Um, there's the demon-possessed man in Gennesaret where they raise pigs and other things. We know that this is a Gentile community because Jesus was hiding from the Pharisees. But the truth of the matter is he came for his own first and then for the rest of us. But news about Jesus was growing and the works that Jesus was doing was becoming so popular amongst the Jews that they were spreading the news so fast that it was now out into the public and even the Gentiles heard. And they wanted to hear more, to know whether this was something they should believe in. And so they approach Philip. And why did they approach Philip? It says they approached him because he's from Bethsaida in Galilee. Now, remember, a majority of Jesus' disciples are from Galilee because Jesus was raised in Galilee. And what's so special about Galilee? And why is Galilee where the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and the priests will say, what good can come from there? What, where, why would God send a prophet from there? Well, the truth of the matter is, this is so interesting because it's this discussion with Philip. If you remember when Philip... Even he who is from there heard about Jesus. When Andrew introduced him and said he's from Galilee, he said what good can come from there? No prophet's going to come from there. And yet, Jesus came from a part of Galilee where there were Jews living. Philip came from a city where there were some Jews living. Most of the area around them, outside of a few pockets of interest, and yes, it was originally part of the Jewish faith who lived there, but by this time, many, many people were actually Jews, or were actually um, Gentiles. And the Jews that lived there, that's why they had to travel, that's why Jesus and his whole party often had to travel to go down to Jerusalem, where most of the Jews lived. The reason they were there was because there was jobs in fishing, jobs in construction, because cities were being built in this area. That's why Jesus' parents were there. Philip is living in Bethsaida. And so because he's from Bethsaida, it really appears in this passage that they these people knew this. They recognized that he was from Bethsaida, so maybe some of them knew Philip from business and other things. But they come to Philip. And they say, hey, we've heard about this Jesus. We'd like to hear about him more. We want to meet him. Philip does not take them to Jesus right away, but goes to his brother first and consults with him. And they, in turn, go to Jesus. I mean, they've heard Jesus say he's there for his own first. And as soon as Jesus hears that there's these Gentiles looking to hear him, looking to follow him, everything changes again. Every time something major happens, everything changes. When Peter declares that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus immediately starts preaching and teaching from that point forward, it says, about the fact that he's going to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And here again, these Gentiles, the message is now getting to the Gentiles, and they want to know more about Jesus. 
And his immediate response is, the hour has come. Or as I, the message, if some of you read other versions of the Bible, I like reading the message sometimes because it's just so down to earth. The message says, when Jesus heard these words, he said, time's up. It's time to go. They're only a couple of days now, three or four days away from what we will consider the Easter weekend, but they would consider Passover. They're only a few days away from Jesus going to cross, the cross. And he says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. The hour has come. God's plan is that I'm going to be lifted up. I'm going to die. Not just for the Jews, but that many would be able to put their faith in me. Jesus was completing the mission. It wasn't the mission that these Gentiles had come to hear about. Why would you want to join a mission that's dying? It's not the mission that the Jews wanted. And a voice, or I'm sorry, and these people wanted to know more. Um, and they, you know, see everything that's happening. And they don't understand. Because Jesus says, my heart is troubled, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Father, save me. This is one of two times we're going to see that Jesus is saying, should I ask not to go through this? And they don't understand. Because Jesus says he's going to be lifted up. And they say, hey, you know, we heard in the law. Now, why would a bunch of Gentiles hear in the law? Well, there's something we have to realize that goes on in the passages of the Bible. And we have to understand it's from the perspective of the people that are there. There are Jews who are followers of God. There are Gentiles who are followers of God. Usually they are called God-fearers in the Bible, or um, they may say they're baptized in. Some of these Gentiles may have been part of that, but when it says Gentiles, usually it means they're people that don't believe in God. But that doesn't mean they don't know the stories, because there's a lot of Gentiles who knew the stories. I mean, there's Jews around them. They're, they're hearing the stories. They've heard this. And even they say, hey, we've heard from your law. The Jews that are there, hey, we've heard from your law. This isn't the plan. The plan's to be forever. Why, why, what do you mean you're going to be lifted up? And Jesus says, no, you're just going to have the light for a little while longer. Put your trust in the light while you can. So that you can become sons of the light. Sons of the light. Daughters of the light. That's where we're at. And the same message is for us today. Jesus was lifted up. Jesus died on the cross. But he rose again. As Paul would say in his writings, to be the first fruit or the first among many who are going to rise again. All who put faith in him. But more importantly, he was the light of the world. He was giving us the message of hope in Christ that we could all have eternal life. That we can have our sins forgiven. That we can start anew. That we can live in purity and hope. And Jesus is saying... You need to put your faith in me, in the light, and become children of the light. John's message is starting to come full circle here. It's come full circle in many ways. It's come full circle in the fact that after 
he goes into Jerusalem. He has a second time confronted the Pharisees at the temple. It is coming full circle because he begins his, his message of hope and reminding them of who Jesus really is by saying, hey, he's the light of the world. And now we're coming back and he's saying, he's the, I, I, I'm light. Those that put faith in me are sons and daughters of the light and children of the light. So today I want to ask you, are you a child of the light? Are you filled with the hope of Jesus Christ? And are you shining that hope out into the world around you? Only you can answer that question. Because that's what we're called to do. If we're children of the light, we have to be sharing the goodness of God with everyone. Today I hope you're doing that. And I hope God blesses you on your journey with Jesus. Thank you for joining us for today's Christ-Centered Journey Devotional, a ministry of Christ Center Community Church in Clifton, Illinois. We meet Sundays at 1020 and go online live at YouTube and Facebook at about 1030 each Sunday morning. For more information on our church or how you can help us financially, please visit ChristCenterCommunity.org. May God bless you on your journey with Jesus.